0: Happy anniversary, Zach. Happy anniversary, Steven. This is... No. I'm pretty sure we're like three or four episodes after our anniversary. But we didn't celebrate until just now. So, happy anniversary. Okay. Happy anniversary.
1: At the time we planned to record this episode... (laughs) (laughs) Uh... This would have been the 26th episode of the Worrying Bugs podcast, which means that we've been doing this for an entire year.
0: Yeah. Presumably we are better at it. That's
1: usually what practice does. Are we practicing, or are we just continuously performing until maybe we get better? Probably the latter. If you practice the wrong thing, do you get better at it?
0: I don't think we are practicing the wrong thing, though. I mean we might be i think at the very least we are honing what this podcast is to us all right
1: well as a anniversary present to our listeners zach
0: we have Mm -hmm. a little surprise gift okay it is a new logo hey i didn't know we were gonna address it but yeah there's a new logo (laughs) go hit the the update podcast artwork button on your feeds because sometimes they don't do that automatically you should because it's cool and I like it a lot. We, yeah, it's we actually good. put I'm... a decent amount of work into this, so <laughs> it wasn't just on LogoCreator.net or whatever we used last time. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, is that a real thing? Hold on. There's no e. It's
1: C R E A T R. Okay, Cretor.net. dot net. No, well, that ha- doesn't exist. No, nope. create. What about Creator? Uh, yes, it is an Ubuntu server. <laughs> what? It's a uh, it doesn't have an index page, so it's just an empty server. I see. Running Apache two point four point eighteen is that up to date? Uh,
0: I think it's still like in the long term release.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's in the the point upgrade it uh the point update it, at least. Mm-hmm. All right, well that reduces the chances of me taking this website down for no reason dramatically. <laughs> not that i would ever do anything like that or could do anything like that i'm not actually all that good at anything like
0: the thing i just uh said out might have done you know steven that's java is perfect for that java is the prime uh pen pen testing i feel like programming it's not. language i don't know why but i feel like it's not somebody showed me today um trump script uh it's basically just python but they renamed some of the like. Booleans are not true and false; they are fake and oh, fact and lie. Uh, you're limited on valid variable names. If the uh, if the running computer is from China, Trump script will not compile. <laughs> oh my god,
1: this is ridiculous. There's no floating point numbers; only integers because so America never does anything halfway. Oh my god. <laughs> All numbers must be strictly greater than one million. The small stuff is inconsequential to us. There are no import statements allowed. All c- code has to be homegrown <laughs> in America made. I'm just reading off the GitHub page. Mm-hmm. This is hilarious. Okay, well, this is helpful. Uh, it warns you if you have any communist uh, masquerading as legitimate SSL
0: certificates from China on your system. I think that just means that it flags any SSL certificate. I mean, no. I mean, not if it does what it says it does. Okay, what does it say it does? Because I don't...
1: It says, warns you if... Warns you if you have any communists masquerading as legitimate SSL certificates from China on your system. So, like, the Chinese Postal Service is a thing that's installed on most Windows machines as something that can make valid SSL certificates. Oh? Yeah, or at least it was, like, a year ago. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... So, yeah, it'll warn you if you have any uh, certificates from China.
0: Okay. I I guess that has applications.
1: Okay. Uh. Anyway, back to our <laughs> celebratory speech, my celebratory speech that you're interjecting okay. in.
0: Yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Carry on. Play some, like, inspirational music behind you right here.
1: So, we'd like to thank our wonderful listeners, whether you've been here since foolishly bumpy guidance, or if this is your first episode, thank you for listening, and thank you for all your support. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you. Awesome. Okay, back to your regularly scheduled panicking and sex. (laughs) I think it says a lot that, like, during our anniversary, thank you, we went off on a tangent.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I guess so.
1: My hidden treasure this week is vacant classrooms, and this is one I I had a hidden treasure and I replaced it last minute minute because this just happened to me. Like, what time is it? Not an hour ago. Less than. Did an you hour go to ago. a class
0: at the wrong time?
1: It's a story. So I have a bit of a lunch break between my morning classes and my afternoon classes on Fridays, which is when we're recording okay. this, and I wasn't feeling especially hungry. So I made myself a bowl of popcorn in the microwave. Makes uh, sense.
0: That is a sensible meal.
1: I mean, it's not great, but I also was mm. not super concerned about it and just mm. wanted some popcorn mostly. It wasn't really for food, you know? Um, so I got the bag out and I put it near the microwave. That doesn't cook it, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and I, Correct. And I went off to do something else. Uh, and then I came back, realized I didn't actually make the mi- the popcorn. And some time has passed now, but not so much time that I couldn't finish a bowl of popcorn. So mm-hmm. I put the popcorn in the microwave and pressed uh, the three, and it auto starts the three minutes. Uh huh. I turned around to do something else again, and I noticed that the popcorn has stopped popping. So I stopped. So I stopped it, but didn't take it out of the microwave because <laughs> I was still doing the thing I was doing over there. Uh huh. And then. And this is like back in the dorms. Yep, it's in the dorm. So I went back to doing what I was doing got distracted a few more times and then when I looked back at the microwave to get my popcorn the display said 109 now I have a class at 120 oh in a building that is much farther than 10 minutes away <laughs> so I so I grabbed my jacket and my backpack and I just run out the door uh-huh when I got to the building I looked at my watch to see how late I was <laughs> I was twenty <laughs> minutes early because I didn't reset the microwave to clock. It was still displaying the minute and nine seconds left on the timer. Oh
0: my god!
1: <laughs> so uh, I got back to the dorm after class, and
0: I had a bag of cold popcorn waiting for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So So did you do something in the vacant classroom for those 20 minutes? Did you capitalize? Oh, yeah,
1: that's the hidden treasure. No, it was just that I didn't have to like sit in the hallway outside of the classroom. It just wasn't being used. So I went in Mm -hmm. there and grabbed a granola bar from my backpack and ate that instead.
0: (laughs) Fair. (laughs) Oh, man, a transition. That's going to happen. I don't think it is. There's travel, I guess. It's an angle I could transition on. I was too busy laughing. Usually you're like halfway <laughs> through your stories and I'm st- already thinking of which transition I'm going to do. But I was laughing this time, so I'm, I'm off my transition game. And you know what else is off its transition game? <laughs> the Swedish train system. Okay. I don't think that's actually true. I think they're usually pretty good at transitions, whatever that means, whatever it means for a train to transition, I guess. Um, but that was my very forced segue into... The fact that I've been traveling around Sweden, as you do when you're in a new country, you experience the country. And a good way to get to know that country is through the the different cities. And the different cities all have their own museums uh, with the history not only of the country or that particular region, but also that particular city. Uh, So recently I went to Gothenburg, which is not how you say it in Swedish, but it's how you say it in English. And uh, they had their city museum. And this is one of them. Do you, are you vaguely aware of the utopia that was supposed to be Epcot? Uh, not really, no. I mean, I've heard of Epcot. Okay, yeah, so Epcot is currently a Disney park, but before Walt Disney died, he was trying to make it into a futuristic city. It was going to have this hub and spokes method, so city center would be at the middle of all these spokes, and then you would go further out and... I guess get into cheaper and cheaper housing as you went further from this main hub in the middle and he wasn't the first to think of that. And Gothenburg was actually one of the cities that thought about that hub and spokes method. they didn't exactly put it into practice. Um, but it's cool to be able to go to all these different city museums in the different cities and learn how they got to be the way they are, especially given they have a lot more history than <laughs> the cities that I'm used to. Um, And I found that in a mad rush to find my hidden treasure by clicking back through my Google location timeline. So because I have an Android phone that's connected to Google, I can go on the Google location timeline and see all of the different places I've been. And it'll track my days, which is neat if I want to know what I've been up to and terrible if I don't want targeted advertising. Targeted advertising, advertisement methods that sometimes know even more than a person will know. Uh, for example, I think there was a Target ad that was targeted to a girl who was pregnant before she knew that she was pregnant. I remember that or maybe story, Maybe before yeah. her family knew she was pregnant. Yeah. So it's time to worry if you start getting uh, NyQuil <laughs> targeted ads.
1: Yeah. Um, actually, I can like think about algorithmically how you would do that. I w- I'm thinking you would google would see people close to you getting sick. Okay, yeah. And just assume they're going to pass it to you. Anyway, uh this is like I wrote this 4 weeks ago, 5 weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So, when I wrote this, it was last week that I was sick. Um Yeah. And I think I'm still a little bit sick. I'm coughing and sometimes I have nose runs and stuff, but it I'm mm-hmm. much more functional than I was. I we actually that was one of the reasons we did the out of time. Yeah. Because I like couldn't talk. I would uh I had this, like, Darth Vader voice going on for a while, <laughs> but it was a Darth Vader whose voice would crack every time he tried to uh, raise pitch a tiny bit. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't fun, but um, I don't get sick very often. Mm-hmm. and You didn't just will this one away, like, the last time?
0: I usually do, though. Like, if I do get <laughs> sick, it, it, I can usually just drink water and it'll just go away. Well, last time, uh, there was, there was a time on the podcast when you were talking about just thinking real hard about not being sick. (laughs) I remember that. Um. That didn't work this
1: time? No, it didn't, because it was, I was too busy thinking about how much I, like, can't move because I feel so sick. Mm -hmm. Um, anyway, like, I'm really not good at dealing with it, uh, and because I don't get sick very often, I feel like I'm a little bit more, uh debilitated by the symptoms than uh, other people with the same thing Mm -hmm. but i survived uh but i could not follow through with the year of effort while i was that sick okay i would get through the bare necessities and then just go to sleep every day you know yeah and it was just exhausting and so i'll and again at the time of writing this i uh We'll be restarting the year of effort this week in an effort to get things back on track. That was about four, three or four
0: weeks ago, so everything is back on track. We're all good. Mm -hmm. Did you restart and do the extra effort from that missed week, or did you just say, okay, that week is written off, it is in the past now, all the future weeks I'm going to put in the effort? Um, The latter, but Mm -hmm. the... There were a few uh, school
1: things that I needed to work extra hard on to get done. Yeah, but yeah, things like just habits, like like fr- flossing every day, that kind of stuff. Yeah, that stuff was very much on the back burner, and I didn't floss extra hard to make up for it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I um, I yesterday actually, I woke up and I did not want to move, <laughs> and I kind of crawled out of bed. Maybe an hour later, and I got up and I brushed my teeth. And then it was quite a few hours after I had intended to get going on my work, which I was already a little behind on. Mm -hmm. So uh, I I think having, I had pretty much the whole day packed with classwork because it was a free day and I thought, okay, I can just get these chapters of networking out of the way. Right. That did not work as planned. Um, I think I am realizing now it's not just because I was not feeling great. It's because I was not feeling great in the immune system area. Mm-hmm. But so <laughs> so it just kind of passed just like that? Now you're
1: feeling okay?
0: Oh, no, I'm still not feeling oh, 100%. Okay. But I'm better today and don't have the enormous list of things that I told myself a couple days ago I would do.
1: <laughs> Speaking of getting things done, Zach. Yeah. I'm having some trouble arranging my
0: workspace to get things done at what scale because your workspace could be a room it could be a desk desk just the desk just your like computer desktop
1: and maybe maybe that's the problem maybe i'm just confining myself to this desk too much Mm -hmm. my old setup was fine where i would i have this uh drawer that pulls out and it has a little uh divot for wrists if you want to put your keyboard there
0: yeah and that was fine the problem, yeah. Was, noticing, looking behind you now that your your beds are not bunked. Oh yeah, that's not new. That's actually been long,
1: not the same. Okay. Uh, okay, we'll get the debt. Uh, this is this <laughs> al- is also a few weeks not uh, updated. I'm uh-huh. still struggling with it though, and I need your help. So okay. So the keyboard and mouse went in the bottom drawer. This is all the old setup. Um, and I use the top of my desk to write and to do any uh physical projects. Mm -hmm. Uh, The problem was that the bottom shelf drawer thing was too low and was making my wrists hurt when I typed. Yeah, it's not an ergonomic height. Yeah, so to solve this, I switched it. So now I type on the top of the desk and write and do stuff on the pullout one. Okay. But this isn't ideal because, well, this is a silly reason,
0: but it doesn't look as nice to have the keyboard out on top. Oh, yeah, no, I, I totally understand what you mean. <laughs> that uh, having a a slide-out thing to put your notebook on doesn't have the same yeah. feel to it. And I also have to, it's the same
1: problem, though, except now instead of my wrists hurting, it's like I'm bending over with my back to write. Oh, okay, yeah. So, like, I'm thinking about my options here, and it's like finding another surface to write on, And but I can't really do that because my dorm is so
0: small. Mm-hmm um what about going to the library for example and writing at a desk at the library and leaving your mouse and keyboard however they are already yeah it's not great for journaling and stuff though okay
1: stuff that you know i'd rather do in private not that like anyone's reading over my shoulder or anything but it's mm-hmm. yeah no i it's a thing i do in my room you know the mouse and keyboard wired uh the keyboard is okay I have a wireless one, but it's not mechanical. Mm-hmm. And I also consider doing that. I consider ditching my uh, keyboard for the wireless one, but that is really not a good solution
0: because I is, paid a lot of money for this thing. Is there a prototyping club on campus? Like with access to a 3D printer and a laser cutter and that kind of thing? Probably. I haven't looked into it. Okay. Go to them and make a really tiny sit stand desk to put underneath your keyboard so when you pull the drawer out then you can raise up the keyboard so it's at proper height oh that's and not then you right. can lower Whoa. it that's not and slide it back down the drawer huh it, d- it doesn't need to be like motorized but you could have something that
1: yeah you could have a system that would make that up. easy yeah yeah i was actually just thinking about that cuz i saw a advertisement for a standing desk and it has like the the lever (laughs) that you pull and it like up and
0: like a frankenstein like not like a chunk
1: no but like a um there no one uses big levers anymore it's just it's just a lever and it mechanically raises everything up okay and i was thinking that i could have all the stuff all the computer stuff on top of that and then under that could be writing stuff but mm-hmm. the standing desks that go up and down on top of your own desk is not, they're kind of expensive. And I don't, but yeah, that's yeah. not a bad idea to get the tiny one for just your keyboard. <laughs> like it, it's funny, but it's like, eh,
0: yeah, yeah. I, I think my solution is over-engineered, but I think there is one that's maybe a middle ground of workable and simple. Mm-hmm. Listeners, if you have any suggestions, I would really appreciate them. Because I guess you'd have to bring... Well, no, if the mouse is wireless, then you can just bring the mouse up. Mm-hmm. You can just set it on the desk. Yep. Right
1: now I'm doing a um, three-handed thing. I have the mouse on my right hand and the keyboard in the middle and then trackpad on the left. Mm-hmm. The trackpad is just for like swiping and stuff because yeah. Macs pretty much require a uh, the multi-touch thing now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I could definitely do that, because they're both wireless. You said we would get to your
0: beds moving. Is that a
1: Oh, uh it's not a big okay. thing, but um I have slowly been rearranging the room
0: and Dylan doesn't know. Like an it. inch at the time? Uh no. Bigger distances oh. than that, but Dylan doesn't oh. know my real goal. I um the real I think everything from here on out should just be an inch at a time <laughs> driving towards the real goal.
1: That's so inconvenient. Because, like, if you push something off of the wall a little bit, it reduces the amount of space in the dorm so much. (laughs) Okay, fair. Uh, But now, I finally have my dream desk, sort of. If it was, like, less of a dorm room, it would be perfect. Mm -hmm. It is um, my laptop in shell mode, my big 4K monitor right in front of me, and the desk facing the window, looking out into the city. Oh, yeah. You've
0: got to have the desk facing the window. Yeah.
1: and I, that I, is... I It wasn't an option until this most recent move because of various um, things to do with outlets and such. Mm-hmm. But I finally figured out a solution to all those problems. So
0: we moved stuff around and it was great. It is great. I think desk facing out the window and pillow with like bed arranged so from the pillow you can see out the window mm-hmm. are the two necessities of dorm feng shui unfortunately you can't have both
1: beds and both desks on the window it just doesn't fit
0: yeah this is true
1: because the dorm is big enough uh the short way for the short way of a bed the long way of a Mm -hmm. desk the way you, you use it you know yeah and half another desk so the short way of another desk or dresser or something, but mm-hmm. the short, if you put it in the corner like that, they, both a dresser and a desk would be useless. <laughs> yeah. So currently there was a fridge there, which is not the best, but it's better than having a hole, a square, you know, mm-hmm. just in the corner. That's where I put my trash can usually. In the hole in the corner? Yeah. See, we tried that, but it looked super awkward. Yeah, I know. You're right. It does. Yeah. <laughs> We were, like, trying to find, like, a square table that would line up in height that we could just put there, yeah. but it didn't work out, so we had to move everything around again. It took us, like, two hours. The actual <laughs> moving was 15 minutes, but the idea of where to put everything was mm-hmm.
0: r- kind of ridiculous. Did you, like, long. get out AutoCAD and draw out all the little, all the dimensions and rotate them around and stuff? I tried to get some graph paper,
1: mm-hmm. but, uh... I didn't have, like, a tape measure or ruler or anything, so (laughs) I was just estimating with the number of feet in the room and the number of feet in the desk and bed, so
0: it was kind of a failed. Do you have a little dorm toolkit of any sort? Uh, Like, when I moved into the dorm, I got a tape measure, a monkey wrench, and a screwdriver. uh, No, we did not get any of those things. We got a
1: uh, sandwich bag full of not full, but partially full of um, metal pegs that hold the bed together. No, I mean,
0: like, I bought them. They didn't come with the dorm.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, well, I have a screwdriver and a pair of scissors, okay. and that is most of the That's time more okay. than I have. Yeah. I still don't own scissors. <laughs> and, you know, uh, Field Notes has a little centimeter ruler on the inside, so if I need to measure okay, something yeah. desperately... Yeah, I could do it by, what, six inches? Or not less than that, much less than that, whatever. Well, then you can estimate feet with your forearm and stuff. Yeah, but not well enough, apparently, to arrange a dorm room.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So a dorm room would be a fantastic testing ground for a mesh network, a large-scale mesh network. Yeah, it'd be great. I am back on this. I have wanted this kind of thing since the FCC first started talking about net neutrality when I was in ninth grade, 10th grade. (laughs) And then I read uh, Little Brother by Cory Doctorow, and they have um, this big mesh network built out of Xboxes that hardware-wise could not exist, uh, but they pretend that it could, and whatever, it works for the story. But I still want it. I still want... Uh, something that doesn't need to be connected to any an ISP, any specific control mechanism mm-hmm. that, uh, so, so originally when I was thinking about it four years ago now, I was thinking that you could just have like your wifi router that you buy and a bit of your wifi router is made to connect to other wifi routers and just share a connection with them on a separate network and you said that that wouldn't work for security reasons and i'm still not entirely convinced on that i think if if the the chips were sufficiently separated if you had security standards for that kind of thing that it wouldn't be a huge problem but now i'm taking this networking class and i'm realizing what the actual problem would be regardless of security which is addressing
1: Yes, that was, being older and wiser, that was the first thing that came into my head when you uh, re-mentioned it. So let's let's hear,
0: let's hear all the problems. So right now, your computer, when it's connecting to any other computer on a network, uh, it has two, maybe three primary addresses that it uses. Uh, There's the MAC address, MAC address, uh, which is a specific address for the piece of hardware that you have that connects to the network. So that's the Ethernet port on your computer or the Wi-Fi chip on your computer that has a specific Mac address that was put on there by the manufacturer. And that's so anything on the local network knows how to reach it. It says, hey, I need Zach's computer and that's Mac FD1213 or whatever. (laughs) And then it can reach out connect to my computer and my computer can just really quick double check that the thing that's coming in is meant for FD1213 accept it and then you get your cat video in much smaller parts it 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 does not send a cat video in a single packet maybe that's a feature of your new incredible mesh network only cat videos though it does like <laughs> neural network and recognizes cats and like the, you got into the normal quality of service, like we want video stuff to go above just a normal HTML web page, but cat videos get a quality of service index at zero. They are the <laughs> most important. So, anyway, the other address on your computer is the IP address. Uh, the internet protocol, either IPv4 or IPv6, uh, really the only difference between them, as far as I can tell, is length, and then just how others address it. Yeah, address Um, space. Yeah. But your network, so the thing, like usually your router that connects to Comcast, is going to have a specific IP address and a unique IP address, and that's going to be related to a whole bunch of things, like where in the world it is and what network it's on, if it's Comcast or Charter or whatever, and other routers will know hey if i need to reach the youtube server at 10.10.10.10 that's not the youtube server address i'm pretty sure but if they needed to they could go out and they kind of know the way over to that location because it Mm. is Mm location-based but if you have a global wireless mesh network you can't do location-based addressing because my phone used to be in the U.S. and now it's in Sweden so if you sent something to the U.S. expecting to reach me it would not work. Right and announcing your location to
1: everything in the mesh network is also a problem because mm. you're announcing your location to everything in the mesh network. Yeah. Even a rough location is yeah. So is do you have a solution in mind? I have no solutions but I wanted your input. Okay so this is not a fully formed thought. <laughs> Forewarning. Um, Basically, just scrap all that, and we're going to redo it like this. Uh, Let me think this through just a tiny bit more. All right. Okay. So, when you change uh, locations, so Mm -hmm. the things that your phone or laptop or whatever is connecting to is different, and that's how you know you changed locations. Right. You say to the things around you, hey, this is my unique identifier. Okay, so that's like the MAC address. Yeah, and the things around you have a table of sorts, an, a, another list of the things around them. Okay. Okay, and... Hold on, it's coming. Mm-hmm. Each device has a DNS-style table of uni- unique identifiers and
0: where they are so but so it gets updated mm-hmm. by a it sounds right now like you're defining routing tables
1: yeah but routing tables that can be updated as as you as things are constantly changing locations so if, yeah if i want to send something to you if i want to send a text message to you via this mesh network mhm uh My phone would say to the things around it, hey, yo, I want to find Zach.
0: And he's mesh item number 20.
1: Yeah. And those things would say, they would either say, uh, well, I last saw him at blank location. Mm -hmm. I last saw him in Brandon, Wisconsin, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Yeah. And then, so my phone would then via whatever system you have for getting to Milwaukee it would go to Milwaukee and say, "Okay, hey, we'll just where's Zach?" And say, "Get me yeah.
0: around this geolocation."
1: Yep. And then it would say, "Where's Zach?" And then your phone, when you left for Sweden, yeah, said, "I'm leaving. I'm going to Sweden." Or like once it got to Sweden, it would say to Milwaukee, "Hey, I'm in Sweden." Mm-hmm. And then the things in Sweden in Milwaukee would have a little table of basically forwarding addresses. Okay. And it is kind of convoluted, but So to combat the table getting entirely too large, Mm -hmm. when a certain number of devices connect to your device Mm -hmm. via that Milwaukee node.
0: uh, Okay, so like 10 devices from Milwaukee hop on over to my phone. Yeah, so those phones have been updated
1: to your new location. They know where Zach is. They don't have to go through Milwaukee anymore. When Milwaukee has ter- told a certain number of people, it, it it's not 10, it's the number, it's the, it's some logarithmic function of the number of nodes on the network. The okay. likelihood yeah. that your phone, it, it's whatever the, like, above 90% likelihood that
0: you will be able to get there without the forward. Mm-hmm. How would discovery work in that case? if if nothing in madison had ever heard of my device and you wanted to send me a text
1: well i know your if well if i know you zach i would say yeah i need to get to milwaukee i need to uh, madison has heard of milwaukee yes yeah yeah so if i knew your general location i could say hey go that way hmm. and maybe that could be handled um
0: not by a central authority, but a bunch of distributed uh, authorities. Yeah, I was just thinking that clusters might be a good way to, yeah. a good a good midpoint. That here's the Stockholm cluster, mm-hmm. and you just can kind of figure out from the devices around you where the nearest cluster is, right? And register yourself with that cluster. See, Zach is not moment. that hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I was building to the cluster thing as you were describing it too. I think you'd need to do some things to uh, ensure location data was properly anonymized. Like you'd need to. I agree. Randomize the last couple digits within a certain range if you're going by GPS coordinates. Or
1: I don't think it's quite like that. I think the I mentioned at the beginning, like my device only knows where it is because of the devices it's connected to. Okay. So basically, it's it's triangulating itself but only relative
0: to the other devices in the region. And the first time that you wanted to message me, you would say, hey, I want to send a thing to Zach. Here's his number. And your phone would say, nobody that you know has heard of that number. Mm -hmm. Give a a cluster estimate. Yeah. um, Or if there are
1: a small enough number of clusters, you could just query all of them. Say, hey, where do you know Zach? Yeah.
0: Okay i think it's doable
1: yeah it would cost a lot infrastructure wise and
0: a lot to put new chips and new phones and stuff but Mm -hmm. so did ethernet and that took off That was largely backed by ibm and xerox but we're backed by super awesome corp and that's just as good (laughs) i don't think
1: even (laughs) most of our listeners know about super awesome corp yeah that's a website domain that i own uh Mm superawesomecorp.com uh and is the
0: server still down i believe so there's no way it's up oh it just uh reroutes to the podcast but a different podcast link
1: oh yeah because we were originally gonna host it on super awesome corp yeah oh no this is uh i should really shut this down but i hope i'm not paying for this i
0: I did it through amazon i think it's uh, the amazon bucket (laughs) oh yeah i think you probably are but it's probably like eight cents per yeah maybe we should uh move everything over to super awesome corp at some point yeah podcast migration is impossible yeah but i think with some uh forwarding we can get it done okay um and there's there's one other small problem that i realized uh might hinder my fantasies of mesh networks oceans <laughs> 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 I
1: mean, yeah. I can think of a way to do it, but it does rely on a central thing to get from a bunch of buoys. <laughs> I was actually thinking a uh, undersea cable, just like mm. we have for the internet right now, but instead
0: of but like have the EFF lay the undersea cable or something.
1: Yeah, that's but that's the only way to do it is to get you need a central authority still even if that central authority is a good thing like the F- like the EFF
0: well, and I think uh, especially if you're trying to get it started, it might be good because most devices would still have Internet and Mesh. Mm-hmm. It might be good to go as far as you can on Mesh and then hop back into the Internet. Right. So even if Comcast is like, nope, no more Internet for you, you can still get to
1: pretty much all of North America mm-hmm. or Sweden, wherever you are. Yeah. All right.
0: And, and it'd just be like registering yourself as a Tor node. Yeah. It's a little bit different, but yeah. Conceptually. Yes. (laughs) All right, so it's entirely possible, and we just got to talk to Shark Tank and get the seed funding for it now. Oh my gosh. And now, a PSA from The Worrying Bugs. Warm tea and lemon juice is good for the throat. This has been a PSA from The Worrying Bugs. What about cold tea? Uh, it's probably fine. <laughs> it's not bad for your throat? <laughs> Anything that is not warm to your lemon juice is actively harming your throat. <laughs> Water is fine, but it's it's on thin ice. <laughs> <laughs> so where did you... What was this PSA in reference to, Zach? Uh, this is in reference to this morning I woke up and my throat hurt a lot and I knew that I had to record a podcast tonight. Awesome. So I went to the store and bought some tea and said, hi, do you have throat coat? And they said, huh? And I said, English? And they said, oh, yeah. And I said, do you have throat coat? And they said, uh, we have this tea. It's for colds. And I said, that works for me. Awesome. How often do you say English? I'm thinking I just need to get a little button that has the Union Jack on it (laughs) and just point to it whenever someone opens their mouth. Why not just the American flag? because most people here know the queen's english oh okay
1: so you should do a canadian flag as well yeah
0: yeah <laughs> yeah it might actually convey more to get one with like the union jack and then a like slashed with the american flag
1: because
0: hmm. that conveys english speaking and not just anglophile Mm-hmm. all right well i hope you learned a lot from this psa <laughs>
1: Speaking of getting sick, Mm -hmm. when you get sick, it is a good idea to stay hydrated. Right. right? And what better way to make sure you're staying hydrated than to count all the water that you drink. Correct. But I don't want to be actively counting ounces of water in my head, even less so with milliliters.
0: (laughs) Oh. Just tally it on your arm like a freshman at a party. (laughs) uh or you can take get... out a sharpie okay that's four glasses of water <laughs> or get the water tracker app <laughs> that sounds a lot easier steven so what is the water tracker app
1: oh another water tracker is an app i made that helps you track your water we've talked about it a little bit before but there's an update
0: okay version 2.0.1.1 i think i missed the point 0.1 update
1: It's not super necessary, but you should probably get it because there's a bug that sometimes crashes your phone that I missed. (laughs) But Apple also missed, and they're supposed to catch that kind of stuff, so it's not just me. But I fixed it, so it's all good. Update. But uh, in the 2.0 release, uh, there is an updated logo and color scheme because, holy crap, the last one was bad. Yeah, it was
0: not good. I I
1: really do like the new logo. It's
0: a... 10 out of 10.
1: Awesome. Yeah, I'm a programmer, not a graphic designer. <laughs> but I have good ideas sometimes, in, which includes the new Worrying Bugs logo, which I'm quite happy with. Yeah. It was a group effort. I feel it like just at some me, point but yeah. we
0: need to get a, a super awesome corp logo. Well, I mean, like a super awesome corp in-house designer to help us with all of the the looking at things that we cannot manage You know, like hiring people requires money. Well, when the mesh network takes off, we got to have a, a an icon for that. I'm thinking like the the Wi-Fi symbol is so unanimous, the Bluetooth symbol, very like you know what the Bluetooth symbol looks like.
1: Yeah. So, if I was going to represent mesh with my body, it would be like that. So, I'm think we take something like a two-dimensional version of this with my fingers.
0: What's that, Stephen? <laughs>
1: I'm doing a thing with my fingers, and you should know what I'm talking about. What other uh, thing... Steven's w- making an X with his hands. Yeah, but I'm pushing my fingers together like a mesh. The listeners know okay. what I'm talking about. They're like, <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what he's doing with his hands, because he said mesh with his hands. How would you? How else would you make mesh with your hands?
0: Mesh. Like that. Like that. Like a <laughs> chain link fence. Okay.
1: Actually, that's probably a better logo. Yeah, we'll do this. Like a really
0: loose weave pattern. Yeah. In that, like, That's... almost diamond shape. Mm-hmm. But also, then there's still that little, like, the remnants of that X that you were doing. Yeah. All right. I like it. Okay. We'll, we'll get right on that. Who needs designers? We've got <laughs> hands.
1: Let's take a screenshot of the Skype and put that up. <laughs> um... But anyway, the new logo is good. Uh yep. Uh, there's some small UI updates. Uh, mostly based on the new logo. Just the colors and stuff need to match. Um, mm-hmm. it's a little bit snappier because there's less loading. Just on the loading on the when when the settings page comes up, it's not loading everything. Then showing the settings. It's showing this as it's showing the settings. It says load all the stuff. Okay,
0: so it shows a couple, and then you can say more. No.
1: It, there was a small delay if you push the settings button there was a small delay before gotcha. it would slide over but now as it's sliding over it changes all the dials and stuff to the correct thing okay which uh, most people you probably even noticed but it was bugging me so i fixed it mm-hmm. um and uh by popular demand uh drink history uh now goes back more than just the current day
0: Yeah, I I really, um, I read through the notes, the release notes, and was a big fan of the bug fix such that uh, the history bug no longer deleted everything. (laughs) Yeah, that happens sometimes,
1: but it also wasn't a big deal (laughs) because it would mostly happen at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So, like, you're pretty much done logging your water anyway. It never bugged me, but now that other people are using it, I figure I should fix it. What was the cause of that that sounds like a weird thing to debug well uh it was happening okay so it was because of apple's battery man- management management mm-hmm. so normally if the app just stayed open in the background nothing would happen uh it would just keep loading that uh that little bit of uh ram memory yeah which was the the list of drinks you drank today yeah but when apple when your iphone said i need to save some power uh, it's the end of the day, uh, I'm at 20% and need a charge, it starts closing out some of the apps and taking out some of the memory. And I would lose that little bit of memory that was not a problem when I was uh, debugging it just um, mm-hmm. in a sandbox, you know, Yeah. in a perfect situation with it's plugged in and everything. So basically the fix was just writing it to your storage, the hard drive of the phone, instead of just the RAM. But it, it would try to load that bit of memory, realize the memory wasn't
0: there, and say, you haven't logged any drinks today. <laughs> and then I, I took the note that I did not like the circular gradient of the water drop against the flat design of the water behind it. But there's no actual circular gradient. It's just a really annoying optical illusion. <laughs> I... Hold on.
1: Is there really? Well, I know I didn't add a circular gradient, but... Yeah. Is... Yeah, you're right. There's a little bit of, like, a you want to make it circular.
0: And I, do, I don't know what causes that. I don't know how you can fix that. But it's it looks really wrong until you remind your brain that it's actually all one color. <laughs> um, Maybe I make it curve in a
1: little bit to balance it out. <laughs> <laughs> so you do add a circular gradient, just the wrong direction. Yep. Make it look concave instead of concurve. <laughs> Did I get that backwards? I can never remember. Convex. What's concave?
0: Is that even a thing? Concurve is not a thing. Concurve is not a thing? So (laughs) concave and convex. Yeah. Okay. I don't remember which one is which. Okay. Concave goes in. Because it's like a cave. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know, um, uh, I'm, I'm still just spinning on this app because I'm excited about it, and, uh... Do you know how hard it is to add internationalization to iOS apps? Because in Android, it's just, like, loading a library and adding some extra strings. I
1: don't know how hard it is. I It was never a concern. I imagine languages
0: would be very difficult, because... I think languages that are still left to right and share the character set. Yeah, but they'd have to share the character set. And
1: even then, it would be a little bit of a pain, because... There's a few boxes that are a specific width. Oh, okay. And if, like, German added an extra couple of characters, it would heavily screw with... You might get, like, little dot, dot, dot at the end, which would not yeah. be less than fantastic. But it, it's a consideration I could look into. Mm-hmm. This app started just let me just finish the rest of my paragraph because it's oh, okay, actually yeah, it actually no, no it's okay because um it's actually perfect because it this is leading into the next paragraph i didn't have a good uh-huh. transition for it um like you might be thinking to yourself like dang some of these updates seem superficial and weren't included in the first version of the app because steven really didn't care about it yeah I'd-
0: Yeah, it was definitely for you initially, and that's why the logo was just two, like, drops of emoji water.
1: Yeah, and you'd be correct. You are absolutely correct. These are just, like, making everything work a little bit better updates. And... But I made the mistake of releasing the app for everyone to use, and now I'm dealing with the consequences of that. (laughs) So, remember, kids, if you release something into the
0: wild, it might kill you. I think you need to add paid color profiles still i still believe in that
1: i think i might do like it's a consideration um the reasons to not do it are that i like the color profile and i don't want a different one and this is my app and it was made for me so stop asking me to add things to it
0: okay the other okay
1: no 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 no. it that's that was a joke (laughs) but uh the other thing is like Apple makes it really annoying and difficult to add in-app purchases. The third thing, which is pretty much the second thing, but different, which is it's a lot of work to find a good color profile. Mm-hmm. It took me a long time to find this one, and I'm pretty happy with it. And I'm not good enough at art to find another set of colors that would look as good as these for like a dark theme or like a... It'd be kind of cool to have like a uh, grayscale version. Yeah. But it it's not on the top of my to-do list, or at the bottom, it's not on the to-do list.
0: <laughs> what are the, the metrics, if I can ask? Is that the kind of thing you can ask an Apple developer? The metrics? Uh, yeah. Like, how many people?
1: Uh, I don't what look at it. What
0: download bracket are you in? The small one, I
1: assume. <laughs> I don't know. I don't look at it because I don't care. Because the people I know who use it ask me for the things that are updated in this version. And so now you've you're moving on to a new side project? Thinking about it. Okay. Um for now, no, because my life is chaotic and it's hard to have side projects right now. I'm schoolwork and stuff. Mm-hmm. Got exams coming up. Yeah. Four exams next week. It's not the best. Anyway. Not uh I think I will be keeping the another blanky blank name. Mm-hmm. It's going to, if it's something, it's going to be an improvement on a thing that is already out. I consider yeah. another water tracker to be an improvement on other water tracker apps because it's completely free with no ads and it works well. And there's no like pay to unlock features.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like you can add more than three drinks in a day, that kind of stuff. <laughs> like it's just ridiculous stuff like that that I was just so fed up with. In So I made my own, that kind of thing. Mm hmm. The thing I am talking about right now is habit trackers. Okay. I haven't found a good one. There are lots of pretty ones and ones that work well, but they all have the stupid
0: restriction. Oh, you can only have three habits unless you pay a few bucks. Which makes sense given they're professional developers. I, I can see where that comes from. Yeah, I know. But I'm shorting this market and I don't care. Okay. <laughs> I am... Um,
1: I don't know. I It just... Limiting the functionality of your app is just not a thing I like to do mm-hmm. or enjoy yeah. experiencing.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think that there is a line to draw between limiting functionality and adding functionality. Mm-hmm. Limiting functionality unless you pay, as opposed to adding functionality because you pay. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, yeah, like that was another consideration. Like If
1: I wanted to make... like You could just have a drink history that goes down for a day, and then you know, a buck to get to go back for multiple days. Not multiple days, but like forever. You just keep all Mm -hmm. your drinks. You get to keep them all. And I honestly think that that wouldn't be awful. No, it probably wouldn't be. But it is a thing that the majority of the people I know who use the app asked for. Mm. So I I put it in for them. I don't use it. Mm -hmm. And it feels like i'm doing this i'm making my friends pay for a thing yeah yeah it makes sense and maybe it'd be different if i was a professional developer and the people who i'm making this app for are not my friends (laughs) but right my current situation at least it would just be a terrible thing for me to do Mm. anyway there might be a another habit tracker coming
0: maybe there's a, f- a featured mention of hydration in the May vlog that's a potential transition I, isn't it um uh shoot what
1: you set call it um, entourage the liquid entourage yeah, yeah that, that's a good transition
0: okay I don't but that that name was just made up
1: I mean it's in the video
0: it's like you got the waves and stuff yeah that's your liquid entourage so Stephen is referencing uh much like the all the people who are uh around him exclusively because they know that if they're friends with him they can get free updates to another water (laughs) tracker (laughs) they're they're like his liquid entourage um i recently released uh, the the latest episode of my vlog uh, and called it liquid entourage for basically no reason i i re-watched the video after i had exported it and uploaded it and everything and said what would a punk band name this video if it were a song and oh then i called God, it liquid that's entourage
1: best. that's so good
0: <laughs> i was like what would fallout boy call it uh and and the answer it came from within it was fallout boy would call this video liquid entourage uh because i did a little bit better at bringing clips together uh there there's kind of a thread that moves through the beginning to the end in that there is uh, a beach scene that keeps repeating and i use it to transition (coughs) mostly it was just that i shot too many clips of beaches and i needed to find some way to incorporate them but it it worked well to transition uh it's out now so you can go check it out it'll be in the show notes i haven't started on the june vlog yet but i'm uh i'm sticking with my goal of never being more than a year behind (laughs) so i I never want to be
1: you better hurry you're
0: getting pretty close to the end if i keep doing one a month well yeah if you if you
1: did one a month then you'd be all the way up to january 2018 but you don't do one a month that's why you're in may
0: Yeah, (laughs) but I think uh, I've got a slightly better system now, I feel like, for getting it done one a month, Um, which is something that I heard about on some podcast that has David Sparks in it. They're indistinguishable at this point in my ears, but it's either free agents or Mac Power users. Uh, But they had a guest on who talked about how he was a, a doctor during his working hours, but then in the other hours he would pick a few things to work on and he would say this week I'm just going to work on music and this and that and those are the three things that I'm furthering this week Hmm. besides my normal doctor work and so I'm trying that out I'm setting three weekly goals and for one week that goal was export the May vlog. okay and so it didn't actually get uploaded till that Monday but
1: that's a cool thought Mm -hmm. um can I Inquire a little bit more about that, yeah. Because like I know it's not about the vault vlog anymore, but I'm I'm well, interested in that.
0: It's slash yearly theme thoughts. Okay.
1: Um. It. It's a really cool idea. Um. I thought about something similar to that, but it was never that concrete. My, um, the issue I always rammed into when I was thinking about something doing something like that is a uh, school, where the l- work life of a student isn't nine to five. It's mm-hmm. you just keep doing homework forever until you suddenly don't have homework anymore and can do whatever you want except Mm -hmm. that never happens so you just do (laughs) your side projects just keep imagining there's going to be time for other things yeah and then so what you have to end up doing is uh doing your side projects uh in time that isn't necessarily free it's just time that you have designated to be free
0: Mm -hmm. so how are you how are you dealing with that uh, well, I've only got three classes going right now. I'm, I'm only in three lectures okay. every week, and I don't have as much homework because of that. Uh, once it gets closer to exam time, I probably won't have as much side project time. But while I'm still kind of in the middle of the semester, I can set two goals that are classwork goals and then one goal that is a side project goal. Okay. And that just means that I am equally valid i suppose in working towards any of those three and the the school goals have been a little hit and miss mostly just because i'm bad at estimating how long certain things are going to take and i'm working on that with spreadsheets and stuff i'm actually timing myself and seeing how much time each chunk takes so i can set more realistic goals but i didn't even know that that would help me until i started setting the weekly goals like that
1: okay yeah Sounds like a good idea.
0: And I think if you have five five classes that you need to focus on that may be setting five goals and one of them is a side project and you just hope that you don't have much work for one of your classes.
1: <laughs> and There are classes like that, though. Like, you know that you're not going to be struggling with the homework. You can just bang it out, uh, just bang it out in a half hour, mm-hmm. that kind of class. And you can I think that's doable. Yeah uh back to the vlog uh yeah I, I watched it uh it's really good i would <laughs> like to say i'm not just saying that it it legitimately mm-hmm. is uh, like i enjoyed it a lot thank you so uh we'll link to that in the show notes and you should totally watch it because it, it is really good
0: so when i'm keeping my three things all centered and focused And just, uh, I use Todoist to limit my view of what projects I'm working on. Uh, I don't. I use Mm OmniFocus, which is made
1: by the Omni Group, who released a OmniFocus... No, they released what they called the Omni Roadmap for 2018. And so, I don't really care about a lot of the things in the roadmap, but I do care about their feature set for OmniFocus 3. Mm -hmm. uh so the big things are tags to replace context contexts because so you can finally implement modality (laughs) i was implementing it before with contexts it wasn't okay because you're mostly exclusive in modality anyway yeah but i i've definitely fallen off the wagon for modality i don't think it was really helping me all that much i think it needs me either yeah so uh But yeah, so tags um, before with contexts, you could only set one context per task. So you might Mm -hmm. say, this is a home thing. This is a work thing, even though they're in the same project. So I can only do this at the store. I can only do this in that building. Doesn't really matter. It's just a thing to help you keep track of that. And you can sort your tasks by context. So you, if you got home and you said, okay, what are the things I can do at home? You can just switch to the home context. Mm-hmm. That system doesn't really work anymore. Uh, technology being what it is and it being so universally everywhere that you can pretty much do all your work from anywhere. Yeah. So e- even if you can only do it at work and at home, you can at least put home and work in your tags. Mm-hmm. Or you can say hard or whatever else you want the tag to be.
0: Yeah, one of the tag systems that I used for a while when I was still trying to figure myself out with Todoist was um, like home and low energy. Mm. So -hmm. if I was just not feeling super peppy, but still had to get stuff done that night, I could wash the dishes and do my laundry or whatever those little things were.
1: What's the square? The Eisenhower Matrix? Yeah, Eisenhower Matrix. I wanted to call it a Punnett Square. I knew that wasn't correct,
0: though. No. <laughs> if you have two two important and urgent tasks that breed, they're going to have an important and urgent task. <laughs> I mean, it kind of
1: works. Like, if you have an uh, important task that you leave B, and you have uh, an, an unimportant task that is not urgent, and you have uh, important unimportant task... Did I... Okay, starting over again. (laughs) If you have an unimportant task, which is urgent, and an important task, which is not urgent, and you leave them both be, they will uh, come together and make an important and urgent situation at least. Okay. (laughs) Maybe not another task, but... I suppose. (laughs) uh the other features well,
0: well okay but if it's a punnett square then it could also be a not important and not urgent task it has the potential to become that hmm just as much as it has to become an important and urgent task you're right i've been reading uh harry potter and the methods of rationality and they just went into uh wizard genetics
1: oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh, I've been, that's, a, that's a
0: fun i've been wanting to read that
1: <laughs> it sounds like a lot of fun <laughs> The other features they mentioned, um, manual sorting, uh, it's not a huge deal. Most of the time it just sorts it, however you tell it to, but if you want it to be in a specific order that is not mm-hmm. like alphabetical, chronological, uh, by due date, by deferred date, by any other system that you could possibly imagine, just yeah. if you want to just randomly put things places, you can do that now or not now, but when they release it, mm-hmm. um, Notifications will be better in the mobile apps. You get more rich content instead of just the name of the task and the due date. You get the notes and the any attached okay, yeah. stuff, um, and it'll tell you pretty much all the stuff that you can see if you open the app. Uh, they're redesigning the iPhone app, which now supports multiple selection for bulk
0: edits on an iPhone app. Oh, man. The Windows app for Todoist barely does that. <laughs> I have some problems with the Windows app for Todoist. I was very tired and tweeted them at Todoist. They said, we're very sorry. Nothing changed. <laughs> um, have they had drag and drop for a while? Or not for a while, but for as long as you can?
1: Uh, yes, on the Mac app. No, on the iPhone app. But the iPad app? Maybe. I don't use it very often. Okay. Um. More automation stuff, which is good. I like automation. And then at long last, collaboration is coming to OmniFocus, Zach. So you can share tasks
0: with other people? Yep.
1: And receive them. Uh, you can send entire projects, actually. Yeah.
0: And you can collaborate on the same project and it'll update between the two. That's good. That means you need to find someone else in your group project who also wants to use OmniFocus. In my experience, that's the hardest part. Um,. Probably not for group projects for school,
1: but uh, perhaps once Zach uh, crawls back to Apple and gets a Mac again, he'll <laughs> get gonna happen. OmniFocus and we can collaborate on stuff. <laughs> but yeah, I'm like really resisting getting the test flight because OmniFocus is basically running my life at this point and I can't mm-hmm. afford it like crashing all the time. Oh, uh, also OmniFocus for
0: the web is coming yes i heard about that that is very exciting to me as well uh but until they release it if you want to hear about um uh, uh shoot where was I? I i had i had a thing all planned out but i lost it uh, i'll tweet it out when i remember it and you can find that tweet at my twitter account which is at the puns
1: guy um once zach tweets that i'm going to retweet it so you can also find it on my account which is at (laughs) not stephen we have a story for you this week listeners once upon a time there was a boy named billy and billy liked to go out into the
0: woods because in the woods billy had a lot of woodland creature friends there was a porcupine There was a pig who really enjoyed mushrooms. There was a frog that he was especially good friends with.
1: But the porcupine wasn't all that good friends with the frog. There was a quilling incident. So Billy had to try to balance his social life with the woodland creatures.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Billy, as friends of all these woodland creatures, was called in as a mediator. But Billy had no experience as a mediator. He was like 10 or something. And despite having no experience
1: mediating, he turned out to be not that bad at it. But there was one issue, which was that the porcupine and the pig were on the same side of the controversy. They were teaming up in debate against the frog.
0: It turns out that... Their uh, their decision of camaraderie between the pig and the porcupine was simply based on the fact that they had the same letter, the same first letter of their names, and um, the frog felt excluded.
1: Billy, seeing this, agreed to help his friend the frog by mediating very, uh, liberally... And he made sure that the the pagan porcupine could not hog the debate. Um, maybe we should just make a pun instead of a freaking fairy tale.
0: <laughs> I, I think we need to at least see this one to its conclusion. Okay. Um, and it turned out that Bill—I oh, already kind of said that, didn't I? What?
1: That Billy was pretty decent at being a mediator.
0: Yeah. But then there's a controversy that they have. So this is, so the controversy happened post mediation.
1: Ah uh, yes, yes.
0: Um. So even though initially Billy thought that he had uh, mediated liberally, as he had agreed with the frog, this controversy now occurred. That uh, even though, uh, on the books at least, according to this uh, ad hoc woodland judiciary branch, uh, the the porcupine and the frog were now getting along. The porcupine was banding up with this pig, and it turns out the porcupine was doing this. Um, they, they agreed to tell everyone that it was because of the letters of their first name, but truthfully, it was because the porcupine had found some contraband mushrooms to give to the pig.
1: Now, the pig, that wasn't really its thing. It's, it just liked the normal portabella, non-husnogenic kind of mushrooms And then started blackmailing the porcupine. (laughs) It said, give me a monthly donation of
0: of a dollar or more, and I won't tell anyone your secret. And so, dear listeners, we arrive at the moral of this fantastical story. That you should give the people that you want close a donation of a dollar or more. every month god okay can i can i just blanket say we're not doing that again for at least a couple episodes yes you may say that (laughs) we tried and that's what counts we have a patreon
1: Patreon patreon.com worrying (laughs) bugs that was a failed experiment we're gonna keep trying things though (laughs) not that but we're gonna try something
0: I, I had plans. You, you took it in a different direction, but I thought that there was going to be this big nest of blackmailing, and Billy was going to go to his parents, and his, his parents were going to, like, send him somewhere, uh, <laughs> because he's talking with woodland creatures. There was going to be...
1: Yeah. Maybe the porcupine didn't have the mushrooms. Maybe it was Billy the whole time, and that's why he was talking to woodland creatures. Oh! And it was all just a hallucinogenic, a hallucinogenic it, uh, dream-esque thing. Either way, you should really donate. Okay, now for the book club.
0: (laughs) Uh, So we're reading uh, Turtles All the Way Down by John Green. We read up to page 200, which is some chapter that I don't know off the top of my head. It's chapter 17. And uh, if you're reading along with us that's great. Listen along. If you've read ahead, that's also great. Listen along and just don't spoil it for us. I'd, I'd appreciate it. Steven, you're pressing the spacebar on our shared document right now. Look at that. Uh, and if you're not reading along with us, uh, then I suppose we'll see you in a fortnight. On to the book club. So I would like to start off by saying that I remember very little of what's happening in this book. They went on a date. They went on a double date. That's where Nine started. Right. Um, and then
1: after they went to Davis's house, the four of them, I think, right? Right. And there was, the, like, the worst flirting I've ever
0: seen in my entire life. It struck me as very, like, Christian Grey-esque. The big house, house. and the, the showing off. and I meant, uh, no,
1: that's all fine. That's, like, very standard... 16 year old like i have a big house stuff okay but the outside and the stars stuff he was kind of just pointing out constellations and different stars and
0: he like grabbed her hand i feel like that is equally fine under the guise of 16 years old then uh aza
1: said something about like It just made me laugh, because she said something about, like, I don't know why I wanted to kiss him, or why I wanted him to kiss me, or something like that. And I was thinking the same thing, because nothing he's doing is romantic.
0: It's just Mm -hmm. actually just pointing out constellations. (laughs) But I I think the... Just being together and sharing a space calmly, in itself, is a romantic act. Yes. Especially with the, explicit the stated intentions was, they already have. Yeah. It's just not the explicit flirting I was trying to find, I guess. Mm-hmm. I I do think that um, John Green did a really good job, especially in this chapter, of getting the emotions of Aza about this guy. That he's a little off, but he's nice and sweet, but still something is eh. I, it conveyed that very well. I feel like it would be hard to write this without having some
1: personal experience. Of of looking at ha- the stars? No, of um, those complicated feelings and writing about them.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I took this note and I don't remember exactly what the context of it was, so maybe you can help me uh, suss that out. I wrote, I have a very distinct memory of an ex and I looking at the stars. And me saying, it's so cool, the whole, I don't know, because I had just gotten back from space camp or whatever, and I was excited <laughs> about space. And kind of gushing about it, and her just saying, yeah, I guess. It's kind of scary. Um, Which I th- I, I'm assuming is what also happened in the book at that point. I don't think it was like kind of scary, but
1: like um, I got the vibe from Maza, like she's just plain old not as interested in space. Mm-hmm. She's much more interested in the biome inside of her than whatever biomes are outside of her. I guess.
0: I was talking with someone who used to work in a hospital the other day, and they mentioned C diff. And somebody else who was next to me pointed at me and said, "Like the book, like the book." <laughs> are, are they uh, listening along with us, or are they just reading the book for fun? I think they just also read the book because they like John Green. Okay. <laughs> Also, do not solve trust problems with money, Davis. I'm talking directly to you, fictional character. No, I thought this was an
1: okay way to do this. Like, he he was removing money from
0: the situation. I guess. That was the idea, at least. Yeah. He, it, it was definitely well-intentioned, but it, I feel like it has a number of ways that it could have gone wrong. Like, other than ever talking to him and just taking the
1: money? Because that doesn't seem like an as a thing to do.
0: You're right. I guess I was extrapolating more than talking about that specific instance of saying that. Oh well, here's a problem. I there's a trust issue. Here's some money. Let's throw money at the trust issue. <laughs> I understand like
1: why it seems like that from the outside, mm-hmm. but I think this was actually a pretty good way to go about this because the problem was that. He didn't know if she just wanted the money from the reward. Yeah. And that's why she was hanging out with him. So he gave Mm -hmm. her the money equivalent to the reward and says, well, if you really don't care about the money, then you can just take this and you can still hang out with me. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to do anything with this money, but you could do something with this money. I really don't care. I have way too much money.
0: So in that position, if that was, if you had just been handed a million dollars and said just potentially to split it with dylan right, right
1: um god i would feel very uncomfortable but i would probably take the money Hmm. i think i c- i also can understand why someone would not take the money yeah i uh, that's a, that's a tough position to be in mm-hmm. what would you do with it once if you did take it uh tuition probably Yeah, nothing fancy. I'd probably, you know, like I would take a small portion out, buy some parts for my computer or whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. buy a new keyboard. Not that there's anything wrong with this one. Uh, Get one that has like a little car jack built into it so you can. (laughs) Yeah, I'll I'll buy a wireless mechanical keyboard, (laughs) you know. But honestly, I would try very, very hard to not spend that money on things that
0: are not tuition, I guess. I don't know mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. One of my later notes is that lottery winners generally are very bad at budgeting. Yeah. And it's kind of the same. Yeah, I would do my best
1: to not to continue my life with this extra money, just kind of tucked away. Mm-hmm. Might go to the food trucks more often. Yeah. <laughs> but that's an extra dollar a day, not an extra hundred dollars a day. I'm not going to
0: be eating steak for lunch. As a relatively neurotypical person, uh, who, whose views might not be the most relevant, um, what, what do you think about brain medicine? Um, because chapter 13, mm-hmm. as is talking with her therapist about how it's weird that you take a pill and it changes your neurochemistry to the point that you act differently.
1: Yeah, um, philosophically, uh, it's very strange to me, uh, if you have to... I think he puts it as, like, if you have to take a pill to be you, are mm-hmm. you really you? Is that really you, I guess? Um, from that point, I agree. It's, it's, it's a way for our society to uh, get people who don't act like the rest of society to act like the rest of society. From the standpoint of AZA, the other argument could be that it's really hard to live in society when you don't act like the rest of society and if there's a thing in your brain that prevents you from living an easy life mm-hmm. while your personality may change a bit you will have a generally easier life if you take this pill yeah um, and that sounds a little um, what's the book the one where you're just con- everyone's constantly doped up so they don't care about what the government does uglies no it's it's like a it's a high school book um
0: uglies no it's not the book i'm thinking of okay well that's the plot you're talking about feed
1: no it's it's a it's a classic it's like um
0: catcher in the rye
1: it's not it's like that kind of book though it's
0: like 1984 okay no uh the... the other one Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit 451. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's the one. Okay, but that's also Uglies. Uglies, I think, is closer to that than Fahrenheit 451. I think more people have read Fahrenheit 451. I think that more people should read Uglies. I agree. I still stand by that being a very good book series. It's a good book series. Um,
1: So the statement previous to that whole thing was (laughs) that taking this drug will make you happier, will make you be better in society. Mm Mm-hmm. And that sounds a little bit like for Fahrenheit 451 or Uglies, but I think the difference is it's not like the government doing this; it's society as a whole, and society as a whole is not smart enough to have a
0: ulterior motive. Yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, so in general, I support taking pills to be happier. As long as your doctor says
0: it's a good idea. I'm glad that I got in to ask you that and you didn't ask me that. It didn't go the other way around because I have much less (laughs) well-worded answers to that question.
1: Uh, Are they similar to my answers or are they
0: uh, a different thing entirely? Yeah, in the same vein at least. Um, I, I guess I didn't go that level down that you did. That it fits you into society and society doesn't really have ulterior motives, but society just wants that... to be you know yeah <laughs> all
1: right uh what's your next one chapter 15 sounds good i'm just going with it okay <laughs> do you have any notes yes
0: but they're not good and i don't remember what they're referencing so mm-hmm. i wrote something about night face times that's one of my chapter 15 notes uh i can say but something the... about night face times Okay. Uh they're
1: not always the best because everyone is watching Netflix at night. <laughs> <laughs> that is my official statement. Okay. Night FaceTimes are not as good as daytime FaceTimes.
0: That's why they rhyme.
1: You go Daytime bleh, FaceTime. Bleh, 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 high, high, high. Okay, I see. Yeah. There's just a lot of studying st- studying stuttering and bad <laughs> internet.
0: Mm-hmm. My other chapter 15 note was, see kids, this is why we have private journals. Because freaking sad emo boy had to had to write on his blogger from 2005 <laughs> about this girl he's seeing. And does not, like it's not password protected or anything. It's just he uses a different name. Yeah. Security by obscurity is hardly security. It's... I think there's something to be said for publishing uh,
1: something personal, though. It's it's different than a private journal.
0: My personal view on it is that there should be a lead time between the event you're writing about and the writing being public. I would agree with you on that. Unless you're writing for the New York Times about what the president just did. Yeah. you You can have some buffer space to think.
1: And I think even planning if you write something right away and plan on publishing it Mm -hmm. that is that gives you
0: almost the same release as the potential for anyone to see it yeah it's sometimes there are days when i don't journal but i think about what i would journal if i do journal and it's not the same yeah but it collects my thoughts in the same way Mm -hmm. so you know a step further than that i think is what was trying to happen
1: there all right it is convenient I still for uh um, it was a bad aza, idea though. yeah
0: and that's my last note uh i'm gonna say like
1: a few overall thoughts so by the structure of a typical uh what would you call this genre um teen romance, teen romance there should be either aza or davis should make a mistake mm-hmm. that upsets the other one <laughs> uh this and is Adam my Sandler will show up and he'll have a boombox. Uh, not quite, but yeah. Um, <laughs> then something, a major event will happen to the
0: one who did not make the mistake. They'll they... find his father. That's what the major event will be. If there is a major event, it'll be f- like finding his father. Okay. And then
1: that person who was wronged will re- either realize that it wasn't a big deal and mm-hmm. that their feelings for the other is more important than whatever uh thing they did or they will go through a long forgiving process and that's where the book will end so those are my predictions for
0: the rest of this book okay um in chapter nine i predicted that daisy and davis were going to be an item Because according to Stephen Berry's flowchart of double dating, um, which we still don't have nailed down, but uh, an important aspect of it was that the couple sit next to each other, uh, they're an item. Yes, yeah. So, they're doing it wrong, but... Or,
1: or it's foreshadowing. Oh, oh, that's what you were getting at. Okay. Yeah. What about
0: the one dude, the one with the baby face? I don't know. He'll go make sad art for a little bit. Pain is good for the art. See,
1: that's like, that's one of the reasons you can't call like programming an art because being sad doesn't improve it.
0: Yeah. Okay. I can see that.
1: But I mean, a lot of people would consider podcasting an art and I don't think being sad improves at least
0: this one. I think it improves a certain style of podcast though. Mm hmm. Don't you do, um, mathematics when you're sad? Isn't that your solution to sad? Yeah, but I'm not better at- Caffeine
1: and math? I'm not better at mathematics. I just like to do it because it takes my mind off things.
0: Okay. Well, it's the same with art, I think.
1: I don't know. It feels like a baby-faced dude would- Do we know his name? Michael. Michael. It feels like Michael would make- Like, he would make sad art. He wouldn't, like, make neutral art. (laughs) And just take his his mind off things. Don't you do sad math, Stephen? I would don't do sad math <laughs> I what would sad math be that'd be like vectors that only point down um, <laughs> parabolas but like only inverse ones to make up like a frowny face kind of thing mm-hmm. uh, Intecrals, because you're just reversing all the work that someone did to get it in the
0: derivative derivative thank you God. <laughs> Okay, so that's (laughs) some sad math. Sad math. I'm glad you joined us on this review of Sean Green's In Abundance of Catherines, where we talk about sad math. (laughs) Okay. If you want to hear us read to the end of uh, Turtles All the Way Down, uh, total diversion from The Abundance of Catherines we've been reading so far, Uh, we're just going to read straight to the end, because we're a good chunk through this book already, so... Let's see whose prediction comes true. If um my my very slim chance bet that Davis and Daisy become a thing, if that's true, or if um Adam Sandler shows up with a boombox, i guess we'll know in a fortnight. Oh god, okay. Um
1: yeah, uh you can find us on Twitter. I'm at not Stephen I'm at the puns guy. And we already said we'll see you in a fortnight so uh goodbye
0: goodbye